everyone else in the world. Damn Flash Podcast. Man, I can't believe we got everyone else in the world to finally listen to this show. Where have they been? I don't know, man. They've been wasting their lives away. You fucked up this episode 60-something. Three. <laughs> oh, dude, we're so close. I know. <laughs> we are the internet's foremost Star Trek slash genital humor-based podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Jeff. Hi, I'm your other host, Josh. And joining us today is Mr. Kevin Cole. Hello. Hello. Put can, in a bunch of fanfare. I can I can talk now because because you said my name. That was the secret spell that kept me from. <laughs> oh, we unlocked your your bubble your your ward. I was in the green room before this, and so now. <laughs> oh man, have you had the pretzels in there? That's delicious. all we have. It's just pretzels. I mean, dry but delicious. I mean, yeah, they are like just the pretzel? little hard pretzels in a bag too. We got them at the Seven Eleven on the way oh. here. Yeah, since the Wawa's closed. If Let you me tell you about this Wawa being closed some more. Yeah, Let's please. skip that real quick. If you haven't listened to M-Class before, every two weeks we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, pick it apart, cheer, and or jeer it, and make lots of funny comedy-type <laughs> jokes for your amusement. Comedy-type jokes. I'm not They're tr- comedy-like. I'm not They're trying like to comedy. label these as comedy. Like I know <laughs> what type of danger you can get into like that. Yeah. Com- comedy is the genre and the goal, I guess. Yes. I guess, yeah, it's... It's the only genre that is the goal. Whoa. I guess drama is also that way. <laughs> <laughs> what about dramedy? That's a tough one. That's what our podcast is. It's a dramedy. Wow. Yeah. On this week's episode, or this two weeks episode of M Class Podcast, we're going to be. Both are correct. It is the week. It's you're listening to this within the span of the, a the week. Sp- yes. The, yes. Exactly. We're going to be Not discussing... to get semantic on you. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Kevin's throwing me off. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, stop being so quiet and respectful. God damn. Yeah, it's I'm pissing sorry. me the fuck off, really. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what got into me. I'll, I'll, I'll lose that respect right now. God damn right. On this week's episode of M-Class Podcast, the second episode in the sports collection... Sports, sports, sports! Which was suggested by Mr. Josh Henderson. Thank and you. Jack Carpenter, I think. We, Jack I'm going to give Jack Carpenter did. the credit for it. He probably did. He's He loves. He lives and breathes sports, that man. Handsome sportsman. <laughs> That's his real name. Handsome sportsman. You sports, you say. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be discussing Deep Space Nine, Season 7, Episode 4, Take Me Out to the Holosuite, a.k.a. Baseball, yeah, man. This episode rules. This I'm episode, phoning it in. This episode is so good. Opposite of jeer, whatever that is. Yeah, cheer. It's forty-seven thumbs up. It's the most you can do. You can't do forty-eight. That's ridiculous. No, no, no. It's too much. Uh, this episode was directed by Chip Chalmers. It's a great name. You made that name up. And it was written by noted Vulcan hater Ronald D. Moore. What? Yeah. <laughs> Here's my Look. evidence. I've, I think I've mentioned this way earlier into the show. My evidence, Ronald D. Moore, great writer, amazing idea man, created the ideas for Deep Space Nine and later uh, another show that you may have heard of. Mm, what show's that, Jeff? Farscape. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Farscape. Farscape. Did you know oh. the Jim Henson shop worked on that show? The The Muppets? They worked on that show. Kermit oh, was the director. Really? 
Kermit directed Farscape? Yeah. Well, there's a Muppet <laughs> in Farscape. I mean, they were like Weta before we had Weta. That's true. He's right. So. Okay, I He's know right. what Weta is. Um. <laughs> as long as there's no further questions, I know what Weta is. <laughs> Uh, Ronald D. Moore has included Vulcans uh, a grand total of um, three times in Deep Space Nine. Well, there's two this season that are just anti-Vulcan. One was an arms dealer, one was a serial killer, and this episode is just full of assholes. He's racist as shit. The captain is... He's so racist. He's he's not a very good Vulcan. He's wearing the Infinite Diversity and Infinite Combinations badge on his chest and talking about how much better... Better Vulcans are than all the other races. So. Yeah, I mean he's a bully and a racist bully, so I don't know. I I don't really have a whole lot of attachment to Vulcans because I never watched the much of the original series. I just or Enterprise. In, yeah, or Enterprise. Well, yeah, I mean he acts more like the Enterprise Vulcans yeah, like the in the early beginning of the show. Vulcans. Yeah, yeah, which is which is makes sense in that show that they're like that. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, he's Kevin. like super fucking regressive, like hundreds and hundreds of years behind the curve. A part of me feels like I mean we can talk about it when it comes up, but a part of me feels like he's like doing it as an experiment. Oh, he's a piece of shit either way. But Kevin, you were gonna you were gonna say something. Uh, I I mean yeah, this uh, what's his name? So- Solok. He is our yeah. Solok. He, he like I think the actor does a good job of making him like. You just hate him. You just don't like him. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. He's not emotionless. He has, like, a smarmy dickhead smirk on his face all the time. Yeah, he's a he's a cocksucker. Well, the, the so, like, the lack of emotions is a cultural Vulcan thing or a physiological one? It's a cultural. It's cultural. Okay. So they do have emotions? They yes. just repress them? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the teachings of Surak. Like, Vulcans used to be, like, super Romulans, where they just fucking loved murder and war. Yeah, and they nuked their planet into, like, a dust ball. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Surak created um, the idea of logic above all and the concept of repressing those, like, hyper-Vulcan emotions underneath, like, meditation and control. He's sort of like Vulcan Buddha. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And gotcha. So, yeah, it's it's not a physiological thing, which um, a lot of actors who play Vulcans don't seem to know for some reason. There are only it's three hard to good, play a Vulcan. There are only three genuinely good Vulcan actors in Star Trek, and that's Spock, Sarek, and Tuvok. Everybody oh, yeah. else kind of sucks. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think, like, um, Odo is the, our closest to a Vulcan that we see regularly he does the whole logic thing like for the yeah. first half like even in he's this one. he's sort of like a vulcan if vulcans were uh goo. not logic not like lo- <laughs> they were goo well i mean they're kind of <laughs> vulcans are kind of gooey yeah. uh, they got goo on like, the inside yeah yeah they, like if they weren't like worshiping or worship or like following logic it said they were following like justice he's like a justice vulcan yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, no, I, I like that a lot. I was just basking in my memories of Odo, who's who like. Oh God, he's so good in this. I go back and forth on Odo a lot. I, I don't. I didn't really like him in the earlier seasons of DS9, yeah. but he's just such a marshmallow by the midpoint that he's a great like. He's almost a. He, they almost fully lean into the Columbo aspects of him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I fucking want to see Space Columbo. <laughs> Me too. There is a period in the show where. Him. 
there is a period in the show where you get past the like sweet middle point and you yeah. go into the late part of the show where he's like almost unbearable unbearable like yes. he's like a big weenie yeah, he's in love, he's... and it's it's like everyone you've ever met who's your friend who's been in love, and, yeah. and you're just like, yo, you need to stop. You're fucking <laughs> annoying. It's that, and also, like, he just starts being like, maybe fascism is good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has sex. I guess we should say there's going to be, like, there's major spoilers. a lot spoilers. of spoilers in this episode. Yeah, there's like, going to be gonna major tr- I'm going to try and keep them a little bit to a minimum. I'm going to moderate a bit, but... Yeah. I mean, don't get it twisted. Odo is a cop. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. No, he is like a. He's like a. He, exactly right. He's a cop. Like, there's still that like. Well, he kind of loves being a fascist. It's yeah. true. I mean, to begin with, he gets his start being a cop by working for the uh, the fascists aboard yeah. Terok Nor. So, not an auspicious yeah. start for. Not great. Not a good one. Uh, sort of like a. He's sort of like that one like young Republican high schooler you knew who like after like. You know, two years in college, suddenly they're like, oh man, I just didn't know anything else. I thought fascism was great. Yeah. It's like true. Yeah. Except in reverse, almost? Well, that kind of makes sense. That makes perfect sense, because like, he is like kind of young, right? Because he's only been around like, for like... He's like four or five years old at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Which is like, who lets a four-year-old be a cop? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's an adult man size. He fits the uniform. It's fine. He, he went into the Zoltar machine and was like, I want to be a cop. And then turned into... He just, I guess he could just turn himself into an adult. Right? Like, Odo w- waffles back and forth between being a TV cop, which is yeah. and a real cop. Yeah. And I like it when he's a TV cop. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. When he's a real cop and he's like doing crazy shit, you're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, this episode is about baseball. Oh, man. Oh, God. This is like the last uh, reprieve we get in the show of, uh, of any fun. Like I, <laughs> that, that sounds, that sounds like I'm like ragging on the show, but like, this is a, such a fun episode and it makes you feel good, and that's that's about it for this show. Because after this, it's all the uh, downhill from yeah, here. It's <laughs> true. Things go pretty poorly for our heroes yeah. from here on. I mean, out. it's it's amazing. Like the rest of the show is amazing, but I think three episodes from this is a uh, siege of AR one one five or whatever. So. Oh shit! Yeah, where oh, um, yeah. Nog loses his leg, right? Oh, yeah, spoilers. spoilers, Kevin. Jesus. <laughs> What we said we were doing spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. No, I'm fine with it. They should have watched it by now, man. They should have watched all this. I think this. there's like an understanding. I think there's such there's an understanding with this show that you shouldn't be listening to us talk about an episode in the final season of a show if you haven't watched it or you care about spoilers. Yeah. So d- I have a. I was gonna say I have a John Larroquette fun fact. Oh what? shit! Tell me. And you might know this because you might be reading it, like because I'm reading it. <laughs> this. So I noticed like before we started the show today that it's almost the what the 19th anniversary, 21st anniversary of this episode. Oh, so yeah. it came out on uh, October 19th, 1998, and it was during the 1998 World Series. So that's oh. they planned ahead. They were like, we're going to put this out like, during the World like Series. Like we didn't for Halloween. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't even think about that. I think, I think I'm going to like cut in right now and say that like uh, 
our next episode that we're going to be recording, we're just going to record a Halloween episode. You guys aren't going to know what the fuck it is until it comes out. What? So. What is it going to be? I don't even know Josh what it's going to be. You know what? Jeff doesn't even know yet. You oh, there's so out. many good ones. Yo, there's so many good ones we could do. Do the Quetzalcoatl. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Quetzalcoatl. It's like qu- every voice. I have a question for you guys. What? Hmm? Have either of you ever played on a baseball team? Uh, unofficially, unprofessionally, I have. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like little league or like just your friends playing a yes. fun baseball. Teams. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I played in gym, but nah, not not ever on a team. Oh, uh, we had like a summer team, and we would go and we'd eat big league chew and play baseball oh, like every God, day. That's so fucking cool. I basically live Sandlot, so be jealous, bitches. We weren't allowed. I was in little league. I played. I lived in a town called Houston, spelled. Uh, like H U G H E S T O N. Oh, like Hughes Town. Yeah, oh like God, Houston. So we were the way. Houston Astros. <laughs> that's pretty clever, actually. And oh, uh, nice. we were not allowed to chew Big League Chew. We like <laughs> petitioned. Can we please? And he was like, no. Yeah. The grape kind was the best. <laughs> yes, it is. The grape was the best. Oh my god, because I can like taste it in my I mouth right now. I can't find grape anymore. They have it. It's still, hard to find. But it's hard to find. Yeah, they have the regular bubble gum flavor. I want some I mean, fucking grape. We would fucking like put a wad of that shit in our mouths <laughs> to the point where it was like, I'm pretty sure this is not safe for a child to be having this much gum. Especially in their when mouth. you're playing a sport. Nah, yeah. you're supposed to have like your jaw wired shut with gum, dude. You had to spit, like, real tobacco because, like, there was just so much sugar water in your mouth from the wad of gum you had. It was just, like, rotting your teeth out. Yeah. Oh, God. So yeah, that's I baseball. That I mean, that's baseball. I've never... I, when I was a kid, I wasn't really a joiner. Like, I didn't want to do things with anyone else. Oh, I was forced <laughs> yeah. to play on this team, so... <laughs> I yeah, was... I, I, forced to be on a soccer team where I just sort of sat on the field and picked dandelions because I don't give a fuck but oh that's beautiful that's pretty on that's pretty on brand for Kevin I played football I played Pop Warner football because I got to hit people and it was okay Nice. <laughs> I'm, I played like intramural basketball when I was little yeah you played basketball yeah I was never good at basketball like I didn't play until like junior high because I was like the tiniest kid and then I got this huge growth spurt and everybody was like you should play basketball <laughs> I did varsity theater <laughs> varsity oh my did you get a jacket from varsity uh, yeah you I, get lettered I got um varsity letters to put on a jacket but I did not get a jacket uh-huh. yeah those jackets were like back then they were like a hundred dollars which like was a lot in the hundred dollars well, is it, like a million dollars now so yeah well, well when you're like 15 it is for sure <laughs> I didn't get a class ring either I thought that was a stupid nah thing. me neither I didn't get a class ring either I did in grade school for some reason they get when we were going what? from grade school to, what? We were going from grade school to like middle school. They they gave yeah. us rings and they were like, oh, you know, you'll remember forever. And <laughs> wait a minute, no, it was play? middle school to high school. When I was going we'll middle school to high school, they gave us a ring. Fucking ever. <laughs> they were like, oh, we'll put your birthstone in it. And I was stupid and didn't know what my birthstone was. So I was like, cool. And What's I it? got what is it? it. And it's the pink one. And you know, Amethyst? kids don't cotton to little boys having a pink ring in West Mine's Virginia. Diamond. So. Mine's diamond because Aries is like fucking crazy like that, bitch. We'll cut you. Diamond? Like fucking April's diamond, yeah. The thing yeah. I got cost like 
it was like a thirty-five, fifty-dollar gem, like a diamond. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like a. I mean, they wouldn't do a real diamond. They would just be a white, whatever. I don't think they. What is pink? What is a fucking it's pink? It's a Let's fucking it tourmaline. What the fuck? You yeah. have just some mineral ass fucking shit in your it, ring, dude. It's, it's supposed to be opal, but they were like, you can't afford that. Whoa. <laughs> you can't afford that. I think my birthstone is also cash. I think May is emerald, so that's like that's cash money, baby. Oh yeah. May is emerald. That's cool. You get green. Yeah. That is yeah, dope. October is pink torm torm. Yeah, tourmaline. Tourmaline. Yeah, the November uh, is citrus. Opal is the one that like when light goes through it, a rainbow comes out the other side. Yeah, it's dope as shit. It's a it's, it's a prism. And the thing about uh, Opal is that there are all these fucking legends that if anyone who wasn't born under Libra has an Opal, they'll fucking have horrible luck their whole lives. Cool. It's like you're like a djinn. You're like yeah. fucking a genie. You got to get a ring to control you, dude. You're a low-grade X-File. That's right. <laughs> fucking, I've been watching X-Files lately, and man, that first season, right? Come on, it's, man. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I like it. I, I love. The I'm first liking. Season. I'm liking it, but for not not for the right reasons. I mean, it sucks because like you know how it gets, right? Like for me, I'm always like, yeah, it's kind of like like the the uh, TNG factor. You're like, I know where this goes. Like, let's yeah. just go to there. You know what I mean? I think the first like two or three episodes are incredible. Oh yeah, like, those are really yeah. good, and then they start doing the monster of the week. Yeah, I love it though, but I fucking love it. Dude, I love Monster of the Week. I think the show gets good once uh, Humbug happens in season two and they have their first comedic episode. Like some, yeah. Like, some of the Monster of the Week episodes are great. Like, they're like, this dude can slip through vents and kill you because he's a stretch man. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. And that, they even brought that dude back later because everybody yeah. loved him. And other episodes <laughs> are like... Uh, the Amish have superpowers. And <laughs> yeah, they can transform from male to female using cave goo. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Well, now that you live in Pennsylvania, Jeff, uh, it's time we have the Amish. You gotta talk. watch out for them fucking Amish. They actually can do that. I oh, love no. how much. Of, I love how much of season one takes place in Massachusetts too. It's like we don't have Amish. Like, yeah, we don't have in Massachusetts. <laughs> Well, they're not but, Amish. They're called something else. They're Amish. But they are yeah, Amish. Yeah, they're Amish. And of course, they're actually space aliens. Yeah. Of uh, course. Like, I can accept Bigfoot being a hot naked lady. I can accept... <laughs> yep. Like, what? <laughs> I can accept the Amish being space aliens. But, like, a space... You have a space alien ghost possession episode. Yeah. And you don't do shit twist. with it. Yeah. Yep. It gets a little muddled. The message gets a little lost. <laughs> that episode is as bad as like a season eight episode. Like, like they were like, they were like, "Hey, did you guys see in the news that they found a face on Mars?" Oh shit! I gotta write an episode. Oh. Is, yeah, well, they could do it back then because nobody was looking that shit up, right? Like yeah. nobody could go to the internet and be like, "Face on Mars." They were just like, "We're just gonna muddle it all together." And also, I think Chris uh, Carter. I think he was like going through some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like a legit conspiracy crazy man, Probably. if I remember. I mean, you have to be. Probably. The whole point of the show is if you don't believe all this shit, you're the crazy one. 
<laughs> oh my god. Scully is bothering the hell out of me in this first season because she's like, oh man, an explosion over there? Guess I better go in this other room for ten it's, minutes. Yeah, it's they pretty do, ridiculous. They do less of that in the in the second season, but yeah, the first season is just full of where's Scully? Fucking Mulder. It's like reverse Scooby-Dooing you. <laughs> Are you Mulder runs this? Mulder runs into the other room, and there's, like, a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex fighting a Bigfoot. <laughs> and Scully's like, oh, I gotta take a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking they explode, and Scully walks in and goes, what's all this viscera? <laughs> what Science happens? probably explains it. Bye. It could be anything, Fox. It could be anything. All this viscera? It could be any dinosaur <laughs> fighting any Bigfoot. So now that we've properly introduced this episode of Star Trek, yes, uh, I think we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after these messages. After the Cisco's oldest rival, it's been a long time, challenges him to one final showdown. We will destroy them. The name of the game is baseball. But for Cisco, this is no time to play. This game is supposed to be fun, not a life and death struggle. On the next Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Welcome back to baseball time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed those messages. Yeah, I did. So, I sure did. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I'm going to buy this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it first, and then I'm going to buy it. Wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right, so basically the whole point of this episode is uh, Captain Solok of the USS Tecumbra. Mm-hmm. Tecumbra. Tecumbro. Mm-hmm. Tecumbros. <laughs> he uh, docks at Deep Space Nine, and then he docks in Cisco. Yeah. Well, he, go- he goes to Cisco's office and is like, let's fuck on the baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> like, there- we see that there's definitely some tension between Cisco and Salak, like, immediately. So yeah. They if you if you don't like if you just like are Netflixing this and you like kind of let it roll into the next episode you have no idea what's going on you've never seen it before if it at first you're like who's the, like why is he so upset like who is this guy because yeah. like I think uh, Kira is like there's a Captain Solok here to see you he's like, and he's oh. like oh fuck me in the dick <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh man who is this guy. Yeah. He comes in and starts gloating immediately. He's like, oh, congratulations on your Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Great callback. Yeah, it's and cool, right? There's a, there's, like, yeah. oh, congratulations on your second, on yours you got yeah. recently. And he says, my second, actually. And then he flops yeah. his big Vulcan peener on the table. Yeah, his <laughs> big green veiny peen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the tattoo I was going to get? Wasn't it something with you that? You were going to get something about... You were gonna get green Vulcan. peens, green peens, um, green blood, green peen or something. Green blood, oh, poppy nose, poppy jizz. I don't know. It was something. It was oh, something God. about wieners. I remember. Yeah, yeah, and being Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Solok is a bitch. He's a fucking asshole, and everybody hates him. Especially yeah, he's goad- He's being a g- goading bully ass 80s villain he's a fucking 80s villain i remember reading a 
interview with Ronald D. Moore where he talked about hating Vulcans and not wanting <laughs> to include them, but like the other writers wanted to, so he was like, yeah, yeah I'll fucking include them, all right. Why does he hate them? He's just, some people don't like Vulcans because they're, they're boring and they're like, I don't know, I think people sort of like apply the same things they don't like about elves on top of Vulcans. Sure, you're absolutely right. I think you're right. Hmm. Which is uh, silly because they're space elves. It's different. Totally. Yeah, they're totally different. <laughs> yeah. It's a totally different thing. I think the, the, you know, like now in our time, I think um, certain groups of people who we've talked about in length, at length in this show have taken the wrong lessons from this type of thing. Where now they're like, well, there is some sort of like weird racism yeah, like, <laughs> in Vul- Star Vulcans Trek. Are all you know? racist or whatever. Dude, yeah, the only one is he's only like yeah, Andorians are called like, a- racist, and he's a big right. asshole to everybody. <laughs> right, like everyone kind of deals with like Vulcans, like social. I I would say Vulcans are more like socially inept, more than they're like racist. Right, like they don't they don't really like know how to communicate like humans do like warmly and like humans kind of have to go out of their way to like uh like accommodate them and and, like most most do it well like like kirk and and bones kind of like do it well you know like there's there's a um there's an episode with tuvok it's the one where he's like uh back on captain sulu's ship like the time travel episode yeah 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 yeah. where uh he kind of encapsulates the whole vulcan experience where everyone around him continuously tries to force him to be more human right because he's on a ship full of humans and he like he eventually says like it's uh it's in it's like intensely aggravating that humans won't allow me to be vulcan around them they're right uncomfortable with the idea that I'm not more human and try and force it on me. Right. They get into that a little bit on Enterprise, too, where, like, uh, Paul goes back home, and her mom is like, you've been around them for too long. You're starting to talk like them. You know what I mean? Like, and it's sort well, of yeah, like... That's, dur- that's during heavy Vulcan racism days. <laughs> yeah, well, that was... Yeah, that's back when it was, like, their Vulcans are basically like, humans are dirt monkeys <laughs> like they're just like they're just like fuck those earth monkeys you know what i mean like they're just like they just can't like they can't deal with it i don't know and there's a whole lot that goes into it for kevin's benefit like he hasn't seen a whole lot with vulcans in it a lot of enterprise deals with the fact that um vulcans are afraid of humans because they remind them of themselves before uh, the teachings of sorok yes. Gotcha. And and the fact that humans have like advanced so quickly, like they're like trying to like slow us down so we don't make the same mistake. But like a lot of them too are all, also just very at that point in Enterprise, they're just very racist. They're yeah. just extremely like Vulcan first, it's, right? Yeah, it's very much like um Will Riker seeing Tom Riker or Will Riker seeing literally anyone that reminds of himself, and he gets yeah. instantly angry and defensive with them. Yeah, you hate what you are, right? That's like you, very much yeah. the Vulcans and humans, because Vulcans aren't that way with anybody else, for the most part. It's just humans. No, but, but they do hate the Andorians a whole bunch, too. Well, yeah, that's like a fucking, like, constant war between their peoples, but everybody yeah. hates the Andorians. The Tellarites hate them, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're cold in all the wrong places. That's true. I heard that once. Right. Um... <laughs> What are the right places to be cold? Like your hands? I don't know. Oh. In the ice pack? They have like ice pack abs. 
<laughs> you just put your six pack on their abs. Um, Salak so, so finds out about baseball. I guess. I guess he <laughs> finds out because Cisco is a big baseball guy. Yeah, I think he's looking for reasons to be a bully, and then he kind of. So there's the Cestus Three League, right? So maybe he got a whiff of it from there. Maybe he knows about the the baseball league. Yeah, I, I don't the, know. For people who haven't really watched Deep Space Nine, there's a point later where Cisco like basically says he has a ringer and he brings in his girlfriend, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but her brother like runs the league. Is yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to remember that, I think. In the in STO, they have the all the teams. There's like twelve of them. It's like really cool. I think the the league like is like a thing at some point. They hang them up in Deep Space Nine near Quarks and like, I I don't know if I can find like oh you a picture. Uh, I remember that you streamed during that time. Yeah, and I was like showing I was showing it like the names are really like there's some cool names. I I love the Vulcan logicians. It's so Vulcan. <laughs> it's all they love. It's all they care about. Logic. What sh- what should we name our team? What about the logicians? This is a different guy now. What about this? <laughs> they all. They all sound like that one guy. What about the logician? They're all to pawn. All of them. Oh my. <laughs> uh, so Vulcans, these Vulcans know about baseball because Solok wants to shit on Cisco again, and we'll find out more about that later. Yeah. Um, Cisco is super horny for winning. He wants to win yes. more than anything. Which is crazy because, like, how are you gonna beat them? <laughs> they're fucking, yeah, they're goddamn fast as shit, dude. It's yep. pointed out twice, maybe three times in this episode that Vulcans are three times as strong as humans and twice as fast. I think what's what's brilliant though about this is like, if there's any game that you could beat the Vulcans at, it's baseball. Right. right. True. There's no contact for the most. You're not going to so. beat them in basketball. You're not going to beat them in football. You're right. not going to beat them in soccer. They will kill you in football. Yo, no, they'll <laughs> murder. You'll die. But Cisco initially challenges this dude to a wrestling match, which is like the absolute worst thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's dumb as shit. It's like, the whole beginnings of their rivalry is Cisco. Like they have this big debate, and Cisco challenges him to a wrestling match. Wrestling it match. ends up in the infirmary with every bone in his body broke. <laughs> it's kind of like the lamer version of like the Picard getting stabbed through the chest story. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I fought a Vulcan and got my ass beat. Also, uh, I thought th- we're jumping around, but I thought that story was interesting because Cisco got drunk in that story. And yeah, he's drunk. That means like it wasn't Synthahol, right? Because Synthahol yeah, can't. Probably not. Well, yeah. A lot of uh, Starfleet officers don't care for Synthahol. That comes up like O'Brien doesn't want to drink Synthahol. Yeah, as yeah. A, as like a Irish man, he wants his Irish it, whiskey. It's a, like he talks about how his mom like like uh, handles real meat and stuff, right? And like Keiko is like real meat. Like it's like like fucking disgusting to her. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like well, super Irish. Well, it's like, um, it, it, isn't it like immoral of them to like actually harvest meat when like yeah. it's taking a life or whatever? Isn't there some sort of like yes? I mean, every I, chicken. <laughs> yeah, like they don't have like slaughterhouses no, anymore because I mean, you don't you, need them. You would really have to be like a fucking like McKee ass rustic dirt fucker to be yeah. like harvesting actual animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I, I kind of see why the Vulcans think we're idiots. <laughs> yeah. We're, and they, like, really, like, they never... The Vulcans are all vegetarians. Yeah, like, they, they don't never eat meat. meat. Yeah. 
and, and that is biological, I think. Cause, oh, well, okay. yeah, I don't think there is any meat anymore, right? It's like no, hard they, to like, come bomb by. their planet out. They live on a <laughs> desert, so they have to eat sand. Sand Delicious soup. sand. That's what's in Plomig soup. Sand. <laughs> it's just sand. Uh. It's sand with water in it. <laughs> I always think of Plomig soup as like wonton soup, where you're just like, or uh, miso soup, where you're like, this is dishwater. Yeah, when you said wonton, I was like, that's way too much flavor. They're not gonna yeah, like it's, that. It's, it's miso <laughs> soup without miso the soup. one ingredient that it's in miso soup. Um, there's a there's a moment that before I forget to point it out, there's a moment later when they're talking about Vulcans being three times stronger and like nobody on the team can match them physically except yeah. Worf. They point out, which I thought was right. interesting, and, and Bashir. Yeah, Bashir, yes. who uh, spoiler alert is a test tube baby with superpowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a con. He's a con yes. Union sign. Yeah. Why, like. But have we established before this that he is more than three times stronger than... No. <laughs> no, he's not as strong, but he's, like, smart strong. You know, it, does that make sense? Like, I he can it was, see it before it I happens. Think it was, kinda. like, he's probably, like, twice as strong as a normal person, so he can, like, he can yeah, well, compete in some right. way. But, okay. I mean, Khan right. could fight Spock. Yeah, Khan was strong as fuck. So, I, I don't think Julian might have the same type of strength. I don't think his parents went opted in. They, I don't think they Gattaca'd him to be uh, <laughs> con strong. You know what I mean? I think I feel like they yeah. were just like, we can't make him strong. We'll just make him smart. You know? I mean, he'd be even less undercover if he was also fucking ripped. Yes. So. Yeah. If he was, if he was like tearing phone books in half at Starfleet <laughs> Medical. Check this out, baby. Where did you get have. a phone book? It's fucking what twenty four hundreds. What are you? That's a relic. Put that back in the museum. <laughs> The uh, the reason why I point that out is there's there's still debate amongst Star Trek scholars like ourselves mm-hmm. about yes. whether Klingons have superhuman strength or not, or whether they're just super tough. Hmm. Um, I think I think that points to them having at least like twice as strong as humans tile strength. Well, like what's like I mean, think about like animals on Earth. Like gorillas are like ten times as strong as us. Yeah, and I mean, and they're like closely really related like, to us. You know what I mean? Like we're it's not three like, times as strong as like a nor- like an average human as well. Yeah, it's not like three Andorians, times as strong as a weightlifter. Yeah, Andorians are really strong too, and they're quick. Like they're really fast, right? Yeah, like, but they're like glass cannons. You fucking shoot them with a phaser on uh, stun <laughs> in and the they shoulder. Die. <laughs> I got phaser poisoning. <laughs> Take my blood back to our shitty ice ball planet. I always think of Andorians as like little dogs. They just bark <laughs> is so loud, but you just kick them and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> my ice bones. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Their bones are made of icicles. And that's if why only I it. wasn't cold in all the wrong places. <laughs> So Cisco gathers up everybody to the wardroom, which is like maybe taking it a little too far. Like we're going to battle everybody. Uh, it's been a quiet. It's it's quite a couple of weeks. We got some time to fuck around and play baseball. I mean, and, it's a workplace comedy. Like th- like this is this is yeah. him, This is Cisco at his, at his most Michael Scott. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. He's like, uh, he talks everybody into it by being like, oh, those fucking Vulcans came here and said that they're better than us. And there's a really great moment where he's like, are you guys, I signed you all up myself. 
Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. And War says, they will be destroyed. They, they will, will be destroyed. He, dude, he's got like five of these lines in this in he's this so episode. He's so good in this episode. He's yeah, like D&G War. Yeah, yeah, he's he incredible. Death to the opposition in later, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, death so to the great. opposition. I love when he's arguing with Odo and he's like, reverse the call! Reverse the call! <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. There's, there's a great moment later, like, spoiler alert, Nog, uh, like, Rom does something great later and everybody has him on his shoulders. Yeah. And even Worf is fucking psyched for yes. Rom, which is great. It's so good. We will destroy them. It's, it's fucking so great. Because, alright, yeah, this this episode's about baseball, but what is it really about? Emotion, good. <laughs> Logic, stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's about Hell humans, yeah. good. Yeah. All space aliens except Vulcans, good. <laughs> yeah. I could, dude, I could write, like, a paper on this episode and how, like, baseball is, like, a metaphor for, like, the Federation in this episode and, like, how over, like, a long enough period of time, like, like in baseball, like, you're, you you see, like, the payoff right like baseball is all about patience and like waiting and like because like you fail like a majority of the time when you're playing baseball but like every now and then and and cisco says it later he's like that's what i love about this sport like you never know what's going to happen and that's exactly kind of how the federation is like you kind of like foster this like uh this team right of 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 societies and then you never know what you're gonna get you never know who's gonna like win for you right and that's yeah, like the and for and for cisco it's like it's not important that by the end of it it's not important that his team right. is the best it's merely that right. they did something that they were proud of they're and, there together doing it and having fun right which is like the baseball aspect of it but right i don't think the point of the federation is to necessarily have fun it's but for, it's all about partying <laughs> it's what the federation is about <laughs> fucking I mean, party on risa <laughs> The, it's that sort of is true though like the federation yeah. is kind of about just w- how can we improve ourselves which is kind of right. what fun used to be it used to be called re- recreation which yes means recreating yourself so that's good, right right <laughs> uh now it's about video games and message board posting i think yeah you mean really shit about. posting hard ass shit posting <laughs> i want to see I want to see the sequel to this episode where um, where Solak comes back and he's like, I f- have this new Earth game. It's called Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you want to see some animosity, dude. Okay, and you know Solak is bringing Melee, too. You just oh, know. Yeah. You know they made four more after this, right, Solak? I'm oh, Link because we both have pointy ears. <laughs> Okay, so Locke picks uh, Fox because obviously it's the optimal choice, the logical choice. But, of course. Uh, um, Cisco chooses Yoshi because, you know, it's a wild card. Like, he's going to bring Yoshi <laughs> to the top. And everyone says Yoshi's trash, but he brings him to the top here. Like, we're getting some deep smash lore here. Yeah, this is and it's some, some uh, foreshadowing for what happens later a little bit. Yeah, it's true, yeah. actually. Um, side note, sidebar. Uh, how about that actual Tolkien elf in Picard? Did you guys see that? <laughs> oh yeah, the is he, I guess he's a Romulan. It, is he a Romulan? He doesn't have the forehead. He looks like Vulcan. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I saw an up close uh, picture of their uniforms uh, of Seven's uniform, and it looks like the STO uniforms that they have for oh. the Romulans. And I was like, all right. And then I saw the new trailer, and I was kind of like. 
<sighs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, whether he's a Romulan or a Vulcan... Uh, he looks tall. He looks like fuck. he just stepped right out of Rivendell. Well, he has swords. Like, what the <laughs> he fuck? He has a sword. And, like, yeah. there is part of me that's like, haha, fucking, like, a regular elf in space with a sword. How lame. <laughs> How yeah. ridiculous. And but a part of you is also like, like fucking, yeah. he's got a sword? That's yeah, awesome. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to watch that. <laughs> Have you ever Dude's going like... to fucking cut up some people? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Have Fuck you ever seen dude. what Vulcans design their, like, swords like? Did they I, have a weapon in TOS that has like a uh, a mace ball on one end. It's like yeah, a pole arm, and it has a yeah. mace ball on one end and like a blade that's shaped like a fan on the other end. Cool. In the game, that you get some swords, you get a some kind of Tsukatsi sword. I think is the, the the episode we're gonna watch next. I think it's named after that. Well, not next now. Not next. Oh, sorry. It's a couple of <laughs> uh, two two away. What is that thing called? What's the name of that thing? I don't remember the name of the sword in Sunkatsu. No, what's the name of the Vulcan? Lerpa. Oh, a Lerpa. Yeah, Lerpa. Yeah. Yeah, the which is like a really fucking cool weapon if it wasn't made out of styrofoam. It looks like it would be hard to use cuz the one yeah. end is just a fucking like cannonball. <laughs> yeah, it's it would be devastating to get hit by a cannonball swung from a long pole. Yeah. But getting that swing going would be tough. Ow, my ice bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh the Andorians have like an ice pick weapon. It's like a bladed ice pick. Yeah, they it comes from like them their miners would like use it to pick the ice and sh- like climb up it and shit. Yeah. And I don't of know course, what that's you know, called. Klingons got their many many bladed weapons. <laughs> the coolest sword ever maybe, one of them. I mean, that's hey. up there, right? Batlists are up there. Yeah, They're fucking cool as shit. I always like the dagger a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mechleth. Mechleth. My wife Crystal found out that a batleth is actually designated in, I think, 15 states as a deadly weapon because they've been used in robberies. Sick. <laughs> I mean, it's Klingons, man. Pennsylvania is one of them, by the way. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> I mean, you can't, I can't conceal carry my batleth? Fuck you, Pennsylvania. You can't I'm moving. Open carry batleths in Pennsylvania. I'm going to New Hampshire where they let you do whatever the fuck you want. Dude, you can take your batleth on your motorcycle and whip it around if you want. Yeah, I can shoot fireworks off my batleth and fucking like i don't know without a seatbelt on so anyway uh the like senior staff agrees to be in the game and they they start like boning up on the like text rules of the game i love this i love that yeah kevin dude i love this and like they they go deep they go deep, like, for, like, right away, the first one is, like, infield fly rule, which is, like, there's, like, baseball fans now who don't know what the infield a, fly rule is. There's a great moment where they're reading it, and they're, like, and when the ball, when the fly, and they all immediately stop. Yeah, they don't know what it is. sit silently for a second. And then they <laughs> think it's great. It, it's great. Dude, I, I love it because, like, it's great that they don't know. I love that they, like, it's forgotten. It's... I love this about Star Trek, how baseball, something we take for granted now, is just completely foreign to them. It's, it's it awesome. It is great. Yeah. And here's the thing. like We talked about there being a league, the Cestus League. Yeah. That would be like historical reenactors today. Right. Like That's right. the Civil War reenactment of the future. It would be like when baseball first started and teams would just play each other and like... You can imagine how, like, disorganized it was, right? Like, they would just be like, well, this team only has, like, seven dudes. Whatever. We'll just we'll play with play. that. 
Yeah, like, fuck it, right? Yeah, but it's really, it's like a historical reenactment, because nobody knows what this shit is. It's more like, uh, what is the thing called where you hit each other with foam sticks and pretend like they're real swords? LARPing. LARPing. Not LARPing, the actual one. HEMA? HEMA. It's not foam swords, they're actual weapons. What's HEMA? Historical (laughs) European martial arts. Yeah. What the fuck? I've never even heard of this. There's an actual it's like, there's there's like a, a a league of people who do like historical battles just like Oh cool. Yeah. Like a like, I watched a vice about like a Vietnam reenactor and and it was about wow. like is this appropriate? They were like is this okay to do this? And I most of the guys <laughs> And most of the guys were like, "Yeah, I guess." Yeah, <laughs> I they, mean where are they doing it? Like, where... Yeah, where, you can't do it really like a jungle, right? But they were just doing it in, like, over the woods. What? That's it's not, not quite the same. same. <laughs> I know, you gotta go to, like, the fucking, like, Southeast yeah. Chaser I follow, I follow this girl on Instagram who, like, she's, like, a storyline writer, quote-unquote, where she figures out how the battles are set up and then lets right. these, like, groups of, like, 50 people on both sides loose to battle. Well, like, that's, like like how it would be right like you'd ha- they'd have to like rediscover the rules of the game again because like baseball is like really simple game like it- it's like extremely easy to play baseball like right toddlers play baseball you know what i mean like they get the game I mean, like it takes it takes like one time of playing baseball to like understand the yeah. basic rules of baseball it's not hard but like uh, over time you'd run into the weird instances of like needing an infield fly rule like why is that like they would just reinvent them again yeah as like a game designer it's i, I always like seeing sports with like all these tuck away rules because they're just patches yeah it's like patching the exactly yeah, exactly Kevin. exactly oh my god that's so fucking brilliant you're right yeah. And that's how football football is notorious for this. When I dated uh, I dated a girl and and like she never watched football and then she started watching football with me and she would always be like why are they doing this? And I would have to like reverse engineer in my head like why that rule was in place. And sometimes I didn't know and sometimes I'd be like I'm not sure, but it probably had something to do with one time this happened. You know what I mean? Like they had to patch the game. Yeah, someone someone discovered an infinite combo. Or, right. Uh, the meta shifted too much. Right, the meta was too high. And like everybody somebody, had five QBs or something like that. Like, there was a, yeah. yeah, pretty there much. There was like a giant argument on the field between yeah. two teams, and blood was spilled, so yes. they had to make a rule about it. Yeah. <laughs> like back back in the day with football, like people died. Like during yeah. Teddy Roosevelt times, like I mean, people were like crushing each other and they were like okay you can't do that anymore and then they had to like invent the game again which is like what they're doing now really too is like they're reinventing football again they were like you guys should probably wear like not just clothing yeah. You should put something on besides that. armor. Like, oh, I got a leather hat. <laughs> they should put <laughs> armor on. <laughs> and, and like a lot of people think it's the uh, the pr- the like protective helmets that are causing the most injuries because right. it's like encouraging you to like use your head. Right, which they used to do, by the way, when I was in football. <laughs> oh my god! They would say, "Put your head down." <laughs> yeah, that I've. I've heard people talk about coaches being like, "Yeah, slam your head into him. Hit him. Hit him with your head. Why not? You're wearing you're wearing armor on your head, so hit him with that." I was concussed. I remember waking up and being like, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and then just being like, "All right, cool. Let's go." I mean, fuck it, right? If you would have stayed in football, I'm sure you would have got 20 or 30 more of those by now. 
I mean, does it even take 20 or 30 of them? Maybe I'm already on my way, you know? Who knows, dude? <laughs> what are we doing right now? What is this? What? Uh, is this a podcast? You know, I can't blame you for being confused how we keep getting off topic. But <laughs> the, uh, this new team, uh, Lita and Rom want to play because they think it's like, uh, yeah, a way to get closer to Nog because Nog is a senior officer somehow. He's yeah, he gets, but he's also a senior officer. He gets put in the room. He's there. Senior I w- is a relative term. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it makes sense with Harry Kim because like who the fuck else is on the ship, right? You got to put yeah, somebody right. in there. Somebody's right. got to be in charge. But with, of it. Like, but with Nog, there's like a full complement of Starfleet soldiers on this. But whatever, not soldiers. <laughs> they don't like that term. Um, <laughs> Starfleet. Underlings. Cops. But I mean, (laughs) O'Brien is also the chief engineer and he's an NCO, so nothing makes sense. Yeah, it's just whatever. Space Nine. Whatever. uh, Rom and Lita want to get closer to Nog, especially Rom, because he's his daddy and he hasn't seen him a whole lot lately. Yeah. And you feel bad for him. You're like, damn, his son's forgetting him, but he's not really. (laughs) His son's moving on. He doesn't need his dad anymore. (laughs) But um, um, everyone in this episode, apart from Cisco, when he gets all mean, is the most adorable version of themselves. Like, yes, it's true. Like, yes, everyone's just like Esri is the is like the most adorable Esri that she can possibly yes. be. Uh, and Esri's pretty damn adorable. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. even Kira is like, uh, she's like motherly almost. Like she's very yeah. like nurturing and. I think that's on purpose because I think I don't know in my in my head canon for the episode, like they realize that they're playing a game and like the yeah. holodeck is a spot usually for fun, right? Oh, and yeah. you don't ever take anything too seriously in the holodeck. So yeah. to them, they're equating holodeck with just we're just having a good time, whereas Cisco yeah. is equating it with like I'm gonna fucking get my revenge, I'm gonna get my vengeance, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the holodeck is only a good time. You don't take it too seriously yeah. until Cyber Moriarty right. breaks out and takes control of your shit. <laughs> right, or Quark tries to steal your likeness and, like, sexually assault you on the holodeck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, oh, he's on the team, too, by the way. Well, not yet. Not yet, though, right? No, he's, like, he's sort of shitting on Rom for wanting to play it. He's like, yeah. Um, as he always does, every time Rom wants to do something non Ferengi like, he shits yeah. on him for it. But, but then um, instantly he's like, I want to play too. Like, he's. Yeah, he's, he's like, Leonard Triance. Yeah. Yeah, they like goad him a little bit. They're like, they, you got to have heart to play, and you don't fucking have any. You yeah, you sold yours a long bitch. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he has this great moment where he watches him leave all pissed off, and he says, what time are tryouts? Yeah. <laughs> He's in. We so got they, ourselves a quark. So they call so, the team the Niners, which is a great a great, great name. It's so brilliant. Like, I love that they called them the Niners, because, like, old baseball teams, uh, baseball was before football, right, obviously. Mm-hmm. So football teams in, like, the 30s and, and 20s and 30s would name themselves after the baseball teams, right? So you'd have, like, the Cardinals, uh, the Bears, which were, like, the Cubs, uh, you know, stuff like that. And now this is kind of the opposite, where, like, they're naming themselves after a football team, sort of. Like, it's a, I think it's a nod to the San Francisco 49ers, 
Because also he wear the that's where Starfleet is from, right? The f- yeah, it's true. San Francisco, and he wears the San Francisco hat, and Jake wears a uh, Braves hat, I think, because of Hank Aaron. Um, I think he was a Braves fan or something. Sirac yeah. Lofton probably was. It was pretty much like just wear whatever baseball outfit we have. Just put that shit on for the first few scenes. Yeah, I like how they're all just wearing like whatever. They probably went to like the the holodeck like uh quartermaster and we're like uh what's a baseball uniform they pick one out (laughs) well the thing about that scene that i really love and it's like visual storytelling at its best cisco and jake show up dressed in baseball uniforms yeah and every character who joins in is in uh, either a baseball type outfit like nog is in a baseball outfit that lets you know nog already knows what he's doing for the most because he's playing it with jake right and then everybody else for the most part shows up wearing uh their regular outfit without the jacket on yeah (laughs) quark's wearing his like whatever the hell ferengi like suit Like, Kira has the jacket of her uniform off, and yeah. so does Worf, O'Brien, and Bashir. Like, none of them know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. That's, I never even thought of storytelling. that. I never even thought of that. And later it's when they come up with their, like, practice uniforms, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know if somewhere the extra big baseball hats for the Ferengi are out there somewhere. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. Well, I wonder if you is, could get one. All of the stuff from this episode specif- uh, specifically, like every uniform and hat was sold off in the auction It's a Wrap, where they sold off all the Star Trek oh, memorabilia I wonder from the who studios. has it. Oh my god. So someone has Quark's giant hat? <laughs> yes. Somebody the Ferengi has baseball Quark's hat. giant hat. Yes. <laughs> You gotta fit it around their big bulbous head asses. Their four lobed brains. <laughs> they probably didn't even like Star Trek. They just wanted a hat that fit them. Whose <laughs> <laughs> head is it? It was like some kind Jesus. of weird like. Um. So they they all end up at practice, and yep. the idea to begin with is that they're gonna do a little catch in order yeah. to figure out like who has the coordination. We learn quickly that Rom does not. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, he's bad at baseball. I mean, they're all kind of not great at baseball, but uh, surprisingly, Rom's really Kira good. isn't very good to begin with. She takes quite a few throws before she starts yeah. getting any better. But like, Worf, O'Brien, Bashir, and Nog are all like really good straight off the bat, right? Because they got the hand-eye coordination, right? Yeah, and I mean, Bashir's cheating. Yep. Yeah, like gene-wise. Yeah, he's basically like. A war criminal because of how smart he is. He's, he's playing with cheats on, so for sure he's got he, God mode flipped. He IDDQD. <laughs> but like, there's Bashir. Bashir's great. Bashir gets a lot of bad rep. There's another podcast out there, and I guess I'll name them. They have a lot more fans than us. It's called The Rules of Acquisition. Yeah, okay. and they just go through Deep Space Nine. And they hate Bashir for some reason. Like, they hate his guts. Oh, they just hate him because he's so attractive. That and makes they don't... me love Bashir more. And yeah. I'm like, but why? Like, no, he starts great. off as, like, this, like, wet-behind-the-ears rookie yeah. Dumbo, but, like... So wet. What the kids call a himbo, <laughs> right? Like a, a, yeah. a he-bimbo, a himbo? A himbo? Yeah. I never heard that before. He's, he's definitely a himbo to begin with, and he becomes this character, like, anytime somebody says some shit to him, and he gets pissed, and he's like, I'm a doctor! I'm like, yeah, Bashir, yeah. you fucking tell him. 
You fucking tell him about your PhD. <laughs> yeah, I love I love him, man. I mean, you're supposed to at first not like him, right? But like yeah, that's he's the a, he's a rich kid, but Yeah, he's exactly. He's a richy rich. Yeah. And he learns from being out there. Like he grows and changes because yeah. of what he sees and and his relationship with O'Brien is the first real friendship in Star Trek history. Yeah. Like hundred percent real. Yeah, I believe because, every second of it. Because the, O'Brien is also a perfect being. I love O'Brien. He's my favorite <laughs> character on Deep Space Nine. I fucking love him. Me too. Like, I there's that, a. I love that in the base in in like the baseball episode where everything is just kind of sunny and bright. He still manages to like critically injure himself. <laughs> Yo, I love how they can like your brain could be falling out of your head and they like fix you in like five minutes. But man, tendonitis. I don't know if we're gonna yeah. make it through this one. You got that fucking rotator cuff. We don't oh, know what to do about that. The ligaments right? take time. Like what? You just put Quark's brain back in his head. <laughs> The uh, there's a there's like a great another moment of visual storytelling since I fucking I'm on a, I love visual storytelling hell yeah there's yeah. this great moment where like in the foreground Cisco is talking to Jake about something and like all of the other characters are on the bench behind them yeah mm-hmm. and uh, Bashir walks past and throws his glove and hits O'Brien in the stomach and yeah. then sort of like runs away <laughs> like laughing. <laughs> It's and like O'Brien yeah. like laughs as well and tosses his glove on the ground. It's like they're kids. It's like they're playing the kids' game, man. It's baseball, baby. They're best friends, and that's what best friends do. They fuck with each other all the time. Dude, it's great. Dude, the music in this episode too is Amazing. so good. It's so goofy and fun. Boop, 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 it is. Boop, it's very. It's one hundred percent like comedy movie music. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Every moment is like yeah. Specifically, like, 90s comedy music. Yes. It's true. Oh, man. This episode rules, dude. It is a great episode. We're just jumping all around. Like, I, it's after fine. After their first practice, like, is when they end up in the infirmary with all of their uh, injuries. Like, Quark yeah. has exploded his own skull out because Rom hit him with a bat. <laughs> with a bat, yeah. Because it's and just it's a like, club, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fucking wooden club. And, and Esri is, like mad because she's not like the Olympic gymnast that Emony yeah. Dax was, one of the previous Daxes. Yeah. Nicole DeBoer in this episode is, is pretty good. Typically, I know this is like a really unpopular opinion, but typically she annoys me as a character. I was oh, I that from a her. lot of people. I hated her yeah. for the first time watching. Because she's always like, I when I was this person, it's like, oh my god, shut the hell up. They I, didn't know what to do with her because yeah, they, they had no plans for this to happen. They wrote oh, it, yeah. some of her lines they wrote for Jedzia and uh, for uh, Terry Farrell to say. And Terry Farrell is very confident. She's a very confident woman. And Nicole DeBoer is very petite and doesn't come off as confident, so it comes off weirdly when she says some of the lines, you know what I mean? She's like a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, she's also a mess. She's also yeah. a total mess, and, yeah. I, and I think that's what makes her, like, at the end of the day, for me, that's kind of what makes her endearing, is that, like, yeah. she's... I, I can write off, like, how, like, sticky and sweet she is by... Saying right. she's trying so hard to fit in, and that right, makes she's new, sense. And, and like yeah. yeah, like she like literally in the show and in the story of the show, she gets thrown into yeah. like a shitty situation, right? So yeah, it makes right. sense. And there's there's definitely like 
a, a level of like not understanding what to do with this character from the writer's room right, because right, they continuously right. reference previous hosts in a way that they did very sparingly with Jadzia. Right. It's they like they don't know how to write this character yet. Right. They're like, let's remind them that she's Dax now. Right. And it's like, we we know, we remember this. She's only been around for like four episodes at this point, right? Yeah. I think she's at the right. end of six, too, right? Yeah. Like, I think she shows up at the end of six. She goes on that well, space adventure with the grandpa and them. Well, we wouldn't get TiVo for another, what, six or seven years after this? Yeah, so nobody knew, right? Nobody knew you could just, like, binge watch these. Right, that, w- that, was, that wasn't a thing until, like, later. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the people tuning in were like, who the fuck is this? Who's this so, manic pixie dream girl whose butt is great in this baseball uniform? <laughs> yeah, the baseball uniforms do a lot for everyone's ass. Yeah. This, yeah. There's this scene where, like, everybody's walking back to the benches, and it's like, yeah. a, like I forget which lady characters, but it's like lady character, lady character, and you're like, oh, they, their butts look good in those uniforms. Right. And then Michael Dorn walks past, and he's like, blood down! And, and you're like, like damn, Michael Dorn! out there, baby! <laughs> Dude, I, I was thinking about that. I mean, I've seen this episode probably, I don't know, like t- a dozen times now. And, like, wh- one of the things I love about it is, like, you don't even question that the the women are on the team. Like, you don't even think yeah. about it. Yeah. It's not yeah. an issue at all. Like, I mean, fucking Cisco's ringer is Cassidy Yates. Yeah, because she is, like, good at baseball. Like, it, may, it really, I think, hits home, pun intended, uh, uh-huh. the, the like this is the how the federation is also like even even to the point yeah. where the Vulcan team has two ladies right there's ladies on the Vulcan team like you don't mm-hmm. even think about like why are ladies playing baseball you're, you're just immediately you're like yeah of course of course that's they the way it would baseball. be of course there's gonna yeah. be like integrated right. male female leagues in the future and stuff if right. well, I mean if baseball existed which it I, sort of does yeah I do love that moment where like he brings Cassidy on and she's like, "Yeah, my le- my last my next three jobs have been canceled mysteriously." He's like, "Yes, yeah. very mysterious." Like, yeah. <laughs> he looks at the happens. camera and he's like, "I wonder how that happened." <laughs> it's so great. Speaking of us talking about the liberal future, uh, I I woke up when I went to upload the last episode of M Class Email. There were a bunch of uh, comments on a bunch of our videos from the same guy calling us PC cucks. Ah oh, man, I've never heard that one before. And all I could wonder is like, why did you keep watching after the first one? You knew. <laughs> yeah, we're not really like hiding it. <laughs> oh man, you get you guys should love that comment. I already did. I I, li- I liked the first one, and then I reported it. Can't yeah. believe, can't believe <laughs> so he'll get PC both cooks. notifications when he comes back. Dude, I love it. Gotta love it. Anyway, um, <laughs> O'Brien like ruins his rotator cuff, which you which eagle-eyed viewers of Star Trek might remember yes. happened like a dozen times in TNG as well. He's got a fucked up rotator cuff. He's always doing it from kayaking. He, he yeah. ruins it from kayaking in the holodeck. And he never stops, because that man fucking loves to yak. Well, fuck, dude! Like, I mean, they give Worf a new spine, they can't give this man a fucking elbow or a shoulder? <laughs> like, how hard is it? Fix his fucking shoulder, motherfuckers! I think, I think I thought of a smart thing. Okay, so everything in this script that is bad is because is because of logic like because o'brien hurt his shoulder in some other episode now his shoulder doesn't work so good in this episode right and everything good happens and everything good happens because of emotion i think that's right, how they laid it out wow that's really that's 
That's amazing. I never even thought about it like that. If you can offer up 36 more points of evidence. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll buy that. Three, four. Yeah. He wrote them down. He wrote them all down. I'll buy that. Um, He's he's like trying to figure out what to do now that O'Brien is out. And he does put him back in as... uh, Pitching first base coach, pitching yeah. first base and something else, which is like batting, I think. Yeah, like, like he doesn't even know anything about any of those. And then he uh, says, like, which one's first base? Which like <laughs> is like ridiculous because like you played like, baseball, you know what the first base easiest is. thing yeah. to remember. Yeah, you know which one it is. But that's and another it, like inclusivity thing. Is like he's like, well, you can't actually physically play the game because you're injured, <laughs> but you can still be a part of the thing, and that's very right. Too. Right. Yeah, it's for sure. it's it's. It's also very Vulcan too, in like the each according to his abilities mo- yeah. mode. You know what I mean? It's like, true, like the Vulcans the themselves are are very much like that. But like yeah. these Vulcan, well, this one Vulcan anyway is is a, is yeah. a dickwad. Between <laughs> yeah. the t- between the two of them, Cisco is the one who's upholding Vulcan ideals in a much better way than right. Solok is. Yeah, Solok's Solok probably uh, he probably doesn't get hugged too much by. <laughs> By his Vulcan mom. By the robot machine that Vulcans use to hug their children. Come here, son. I want to much. hug you. It's, a, it's always either too much or not enough. Yeah, it's always too much thing. or not enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fine line, exactly. He recruits Odo to be the umpire because Odo's a cop. And oh, I love this when he's like, you're the most like fair and impartial person I know. And Odo's like, that's very flattering. <laughs> he's like, he's like, all yeah, right. That's a super flattering thing to say. Yeah. You are the most neutral man I know. <laughs> what makes a man turn neutral, Kiff? But that's also sort of a topical sports thing, right? Because he says, I don't want a computer program running a game, which is sort right. of like the instant replay. Of, right, of and and it's it's the the conversation they have in, about actual baseball. Like, they could just put a chip in the ball and call strikes right. and balls, right? Like, it'd be really yeah. fucking easy to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, is this before or after, like, the Pete Rose stuff? This is after. After. Huh. But it's before the... This is right when the steroids were, like, oh, ran- rampant. Oh, time. Yeah, this is, like, that's... This is the year when, like, they were hitting, like, fucking 60 home runs, dude. Jesus. And nobody questioned it for a little they while. They were like, this, like is, this is normal. This is just what people do now. Look at look at Barry Bonds' neck. It's a fucking leg. They fucking the Bash Brothers look like two giant gorilla men out there, but Dude, like yeah. I'm sure that's normal. Barry Bonds used to weigh like 190 pounds. Now he weighs like 290 pounds, <laughs> and it's all must have hit the gym, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cisco does his pull a few strings act and gets his girlfriend back on board, and she's like, "Oh, time for a romantic weekend," and he goes, "Baseball, yeah, <laughs> boys' night out." <laughs> But also with girls. <laughs> and he really does do a little wink to the camera. Like, oh, yeah, your, your runs got reassigned. Wink. Yeah, she says something about bureaucrats. And he's like, yeah, who knows about bureaucrats? <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah, Cassidy's on the team now, but Rom still fucking sucks, right? Yeah, he's really and bad. And Nog is, like, just excited to have his dad there. And Lita is being very understanding and nurturing towards him which i guess you have to be if you're with with your if you're with rom right basically like marrying a child so yeah everyone on the team is very emotionally supportive of rom as well like they're all like you can do it man like give it another try like no one yeah 
Except like Cisco. Person. He he Except. comes out and he's like, "You fucking suck a well, dick." Well, that when uh Solok comes to like scout them, right? Yeah. yeah. So Solok is like spying on him, and Worf is like, "He must be worried if he's if he's doing reconnaissance," which is so fucking Worf. It's a great line. Yeah. Like Worf is like, "This is a battlefield, and yeah. we're in battle." Every line that he's given in this is is gold. It's a golden line. It really is. Yeah. And like so, so Rom like stinks butts. He's like swinging, and he can't even hit the ball. Like he can't even fucking S- tap the ball, right? Like Cisco right. loses it at this. Like yeah. he he throws him out, and he insults him a bunch yeah. too, which is in like in front of his fucking son, right? <laughs> which yeah. is like and even Nog's more like, baseball. Hey, wait a minute! Yeah, and he's like, did I ask you, ensign? <laughs> he pulls rank. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's like to have your fucking boss chew out your dad, <laughs> but it's that's gotta awful. be weird. It sounds pretty bad. You, like, can't do shit to try and step in, either. You're just like, oh, God, I don't want to lose my commission. Your boss, who's also, like, your role model, who's also kind of yeah. like your dad, right? Because, like, he's, like, your friend's dad, so he's, like, responsible for you sometimes. Yeah. Also, like, Solark's face... Solark has, like, a Vulcan acting style in that he doesn't change his facial expression. Yeah. But he has this little serial killer smirk and stare yeah. on his face the whole time. Which is super creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a creepy guy. He's not. He's not. He's not like fun. He's not a whole lot of fun to no. be around. Vulcans generally aren't a whole lot of fun, but this guy's like a whole different level yeah. of not fun. He's like yeah. a wet fucking stick in the mud. <laughs> he's a grumpus, and I, I don't he's use a, that word. Yeah. Really. He's Damn. a frumpus, grumpus, dude. Oh, oh my god, shit. dude's a fucking. Can we get some bleeps out yeah. here on this? <laughs> I mean, I can't even fucking believe how much of a frumpus grumpus he is. Oh my god, he, he used the, the FR word again. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, so, like, Rom is drinking his, his sadness away with his super hot wife because he can't play baseball, he's sad. Yeah, and, <laughs> and everyone's like, if... Cisco's out of line. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. quit and protest. We're gonna use collective union style bargaining in order. Yeah, we're gonna today. fucking trust bust this bitch, man. Yeah. We're gonna fucking be like, like, no, you're gonna get fired. Like, definitely doesn't happen in the modern day. Yeah, <laughs> Rob is from capitalist planet, so of course that would be his response. Yeah, he's it's just true. like fine with it. Like he's like, sure, survival. He's of like, the fittest, well, I right? suck. Of course, he's gonna kick me off right. the team. Right, which is. A pretty logical way to go at it. So that's sure. another point for Kevin. Yeah. All the bad Everything. stuff that happens is logical. If you think yep. capitalism is at all logical. <laughs> <laughs> which Damn, I've been thrown under a bus, I feel. <laughs> which, no, no, I'm not thrown under the No, I just mean like it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm, I'm just saying he got. I know. I know you think. Sucks. I know you think logical. it's not. I know you think it's not. I know. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. Like it's very. Uh, it's very capitalist of him to be like, well, it's just the way it goes. I'm yeah, just not good. You, yeah. Sometimes you yeah. fire somebody, and sometimes you get fired. Yeah. That's, that's business. And he's like, yeah. I don't want you guys to not play, you know, because uh, that would mean, like, you are not having fun, and, and we have to beat the Vulcans. He's very much, like, ultimate team player. Like, he's being very much a team player. But Yeah. And then uh, Lita's like, I'll, I'll suck your dick because I love you, or whatever she says. She says it better than I did. And, but. and Rom looks on and smiles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody um, starts getting better very rapidly. They do a sweet montage. The anchor of Rom around their neck. <laughs> and they kind of got this albatross off of our fucking. Like, team. even Quark is having waiters throw glasses at him so he can catch him in his mitt. And he's yeah. Like, faster, That's faster, great. faster. 
It's a is cool a montage. Reference? Is that a reference to anything? The the quark training bit, like cocktail, that- maybe. I thought about that. I was like, do they do this in cocktail? Because I think, because he has to like train right in that movie. You guys ever seen that movie? <laughs> I have not. I know what movie you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's a direct reference, but I feel like you're right, Kevin. I feel like it's there's something that like it's a reference to. O'Brien oh. is chewing scotch flavored gum, which is Oh weird. my like, god. Why isn't he doing like wi- Irish whiskey flavored gum? I love that like they don't know what gum flavors. <laughs> like, like the, he didn't even the, know the what com- gum was. The so computer like, what are you didn't eating, and he's like, "Oh, I'm chewing gum," and he's like, "What the fuck is that? Why yeah. are you chewing it?" He's like, "You just chew it," and he's like, "Yeah, it's got." Well, he's like, "You put a flavor, you infuse it with flavor." It's like, what about like strawberry or grape? <laughs> no, like, fucking scotch, boys. That's like, you don't want scotch gum. <sighs> I I love the idea of scotch gum. I I mean, I think it works <sighs> like a flavor too because it's smoky. So. Oh my god, it would be so gross when it got bad. Oh, I don't like gum. I'm like a gum chewer. I don't like gum, but I like gum. I'm okay I haven't. I don't like gum except Big League Chew. This episode brought to you by Big League Chew. Dude, I fucking wish okay. Big League Chew. If you want to sponsor, hell this, yeah. we will chew it while doing. The oh podcast my god, it'll be incomprehensible. Which like. Blah, 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 blah. But but like, did he look up that they used to chew? chewing tobacco and was like no that's too icky but then they chewed gum that's fine yeah i think yeah they probably had a a discussion right they're probably like well we can't have them chew tobacco because they wouldn't do that because it's super bad for you right but you can chew a scotch yeah you can chew some scotch that's fine well here's the thing is like you might remember that the spider-man animated television show was on at this point And no one was allowed to have a gun on it. They all had yeah. walkie-talkies that shot lasers. So yeah. it was <laughs> a he- cool. it was a heavy. Well, what about the children? Period. Yeah. Well, yeah. you also weren't allowed to like like advertise like cigarettes at this point. You're still not allowed to do that. So yeah, they probably just. I were, remember like, seeing gum. commercials with like the the fucking uh, Marlboro the Man. Yeah. The camel, camel's camel, camel Joe, Joe cool, Joe cool, yeah, Joe camel, yeah, it was Joe camel. I remember seeing commercials, like cartoon commercials with yeah. that motherfucker in it. Yep. You know, <laughs> I remember seeing commercials like this one. What? That's a good point, <laughs> sir. Uh, don't step on my fucking toes, though. Damn, you're gonna get kicked off this baseball yeah. team. Guys. That's fine. That's fine. You guys keep playing. You don't want to lose your jobs. So <laughs> we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. After the messages, we'll be right back. Big League Flavor. When you make a perfect slide. You're in the Big League. Big League Pouch. When you keep the team alive. You're in the Big League. Big League Shred. When you block a shot or two. You're in the Big League. Big League Flavor. You're into Big League Chew. Big League Chew. Fan size wads of great taste of shredded bubble gum stuffed into a giant stay fresh pouch. You're in the Big League. Big League Flavor and Big League Bubble. You're into Big League Chew. And we're back. Welcome back to M Class Podcast. This is your host Kevin Cole. With me is my host Josh Henderson. What? What happened? I didn't get fired this time. I'm taking over, baby. Jeff is in the garbage now. He's a garbage <laughs> child. <laughs> you, you benched him. <laughs> you I, fucking rommed him, dude. Yeah, took him out of the game like Rom. 
But now, damn, now the the pressure of having. What sex. the fuck is going on <laughs> uh, in here? Oh, uh, okay. I thought I thought we were gonna get away with it. Oh man, I'm really Kevin, Kevin was like lo- losing his grip a little. I could feel he was I, like Jeff. Where right. the fuck are you? What are you doing? <laughs> When's he gonna oh, come Jeff. back? How far is this bit gonna go? <laughs> what if I just didn't talk for the rest of the episode? How far would you have gone before you were like Jeff? <laughs> Being, oh man! Being podcast host levels of charismatic is like, it's like trying to clench a muscle I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's it's a skill that I also don't have, but I'm really good at faking. <laughs> I have no skills. <laughs> so, uh, Cisco is hanging out in his uh, his home, his little abode with Cassidy Yates, and she points out that he's fucking up his swing. Yeah, he's lifting his foot, which is real dumb. And he slams his baseball bat against the wall. And she's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. And she's like, should I leave? I, I think this is why I like Cisco, because he's like, I relate to his temper. <laughs> I know he's he's got like a bad temper, but like... I, um, being a redhead, also have been known to have a temper. I, just like Cisco, he has a redhead. Just like Cisco. I'd say he has a realistic temper. Like, I, I've seen depictions of yeah. people who have bad tempers in, like, every movie ever. But Cisco right. is, like, real. Because it's, like, it's it's a joke until it absolutely isn't. <laughs> right. That's true. Well, that's, tem- that's having a temper, though, right? Like, yeah. that's, like, you know, it's it's there's always a reason for it. It's not, like, I think people think that people who have tempers it's like for no reason but there's always a reason maybe you're just yeah. internalizing it and like with him he's just so like frustrated that he can't he, he's like failing he knows they're gonna lose right like they're all they're bad. he wants is revenge he wants yeah. to win and he wants to rub it in solok's face the way solok has been rubbing it in his face for years yeah because and he wants to prove learn. that he's good like he wants to prove that he like anyone is as good as vulcans like he wants to prove that his ideals of anyone can be anything are, are real well he's he's absolutely right to feel that way because like Solok's a racist fuck and it's yes. like if any if, if somebody came up to you and was like ah, fucking people named kevin suck at baseball you'd be like what the fuck are you talking about and if they like really believe that that you'd be like you're fucking crazy dude like Solok. In in the, the the like wider Star Trek spectrum, Solog as a character should not have made it anywhere near as far as he did. At least not without becoming an admiral. Apparently, yeah, when... they they should have been like, yo, you need to go to like like counseling, dude. Yeah, like you need you to got like serious go to problems. Some fucking sensitivity classes, sir. Like yeah. you need to learn some things. You gotta go to Starfleet HR. You're racist as shit, man. You should have been like let go by now for his his blatant racism he's writing academic papers about how like eugenics like that's not right yeah i think right uh, i i think like i would have definitely taken Solok in a different direction for this because I, I, all right so picture this instead of we us seeing the meeting with Solok, cisco tells us about the meeting with Solok, and right. we don't really interact with Solok until the very end and he's just a perfectly nice cold vulcan like, like he's just a normal Vulcan, right? Yeah, it's just and so, it's just all in Cisco's head. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's good. I would like that bait and switch. That'd be like a funny ending as well. Well, they they kind of do that a little bit, and like I kind of was talking about it earlier with like how how Kirk and Bones are with Spock, mm. where they they kind of adapt and learn to sort of just like deal with him, and eventually like 
Spock becomes like their friend, like their legitimate friend. I think Cisco is t- like like Solok is is right in the sense that like he is taking it personally. Where where yeah. but like also Solok keeps he's a bully and he keeps prodding him. He's doing it on right. purpose. Oh yeah, he definitely. The thing is, I don't think Solok as a character doesn't fulfill his purpose. He definitely fits the niche that this episode needs a character to fit in order to like yeah. feel good at the end. Yeah. And, right. Um, I feel like if the rest of his team were depicted like as being like he's he's being illogical, you know, like right. If somebody else on his team was like, he's if they were the Cobra Kai, you want them to be Cobra Kai. Well, right, no, right. they are Cobra Kai. They're all assholes. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they're not like dressing up like skeletons and beating them up, though. No, I don't want them all to be bad. I want everyone but him to be good. Is what I'm saying. Right. If, like, if, if oh, if the other ones were like, why is he like this? Yeah, I see like what you're, saying. Uh, you're yeah. being yeah. illogical, Captain. Like if right. one of them at the end was like, uh, Captain, you're being illogical. Like. They're celebrating their victory because they work together as a team. Right. Yeah. They should have the Vulcans from that team also be there because that's kind of like what it's. That's kind of like the the sportsmanship, the camaraderie of playing a game like that, right? They, like they did that we all little, get to go out for ice cream. Yeah. yeah. They did that a little because Nog is standing next to one of the Vulcans, and when yeah. Nog says "That's my dad," the Vulcan smiles at him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Which yeah, is a great little that. touch, but I would have liked that like ramped up a little bit. Where like he like yeah. Solak leaves, like because he's being bullied, he gets bullied out of the room. <laughs> yeah, he gets fucking cyber <laughs> yeah. bullied by everyone. He gets reverse bullied. <laughs> he gets bullied out of the room, but like it would have been better if he was like hot, like completely haughty about it. Like oh fucking like whatever, you guys are idiots. And like one of his own crew was like dressed him down a little bit. Yeah, if one of his own yeah. crew also got in on the bully. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Like, <laughs> That's also, what I would do. Also, I'd be as a very small penis. It's more of a yellow no. green than a green. <laughs> so like, it's like, no. Shut up. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he expla- He explains, Cisco explains to Cassidy, like, exactly what happened. That, like, it, like we said earlier, it was a big debate that turned into a wrestling match. Yeah. Which Cisco got fucked up. Yeah. yeah, he gets, like, broken ribs and shit. Like, dude, fuck that. That sucks. Yeah, but at least he like, didn't tear his rotator cuff. That's true. That's <laughs> unfixable. unfixable. <laughs> Can't be fixed. There's, like, surgery now that takes, like, 20 minutes to fix that, but not in 200 years. We lost, we lost that information, but we yeah. kept the baseball information. Kept the bubblegum information. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the real problem comes in that Solok spends the rest of his life writing papers about the fights. Yeah, that's weird. Like, he like, and and a part of it is like, is Cisco just like embellishing a little bit? Like, is he is he taking it personally? Is he reading into it too sure. much? You know, who knows? But also, like, also it could be like, really, if you're looking at this from like a distance and you're like not taking it from Cisco's point of view and you're not. Worried about like how Salak presents him himself, the way he's right. presenting himself. It seems a little bit like Salak is obsessed with Cisco. Yes, like maybe he like mm-hmm. he's jealous. Has some feelings he's not ready to or, deal yeah. with. Or that that could be it too. That could so be you, it too. So you you solve those by challenging your crush to a sports. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to have another wrestling match. Perhaps we could yeah. do it in thongs. I would Dude. like to have another wrestling match, perhaps Greco-Roman style. <laughs> that 
that would be that would be like another way more interesting take on this episode if like there was yeah. if they really played up the romantic I'm not saying the romantic tension isn't there but they need to play it up way more like if, yeah. if Solark was re- like the real reason he was doing all this really was because like he had feelings and like Vulcans always have to repress their feelings right, and this and is the way he did it manifest I mean that's they kind of that's kind of the point but that's kind of what is happening right but like they don't they don't really like they kind of just like uh 80s movie villain him like uh like he just goes off and he's shunned oh, yeah. you know has, like never to be seen again he has absolutely no real motivation he's just right. a bully for bullying sake. right he yeah. has to go to a different school after this or whatever his his dad was gonna shut down the ski lodge and yeah cisco had to rally the troops to play he's, one last ski game he's jealous <laughs> he's jealous of cisco's camaro <laughs> <laughs> that he built with his hot French girlfriend, Cassidy LaYates. <laughs> so, the Niners and the Logicians meet on the Holosuite. Yeah, I love that. I love this, man. I they, love. They actually. How play, does the Holosuite? How play does the Hall Federation that, theme? I, dude, it's the yeah. only like it's the only time you hear the Federation anthem. It's Is boring. that the only time we hear it? <laughs> it's the ever. only time you ever hear yeah, it. Yeah, ever. I looked it up. I was like, "Is that the only time?" And like, there's. I think they play it in the game. They play like that clip of it at some point. Oh. I think in STO. But yeah, it's Shit. just as boring as the regular national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty boring. Yeah. It's not on Put my. Put some iPod. fucking samba drums in that shit. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. And where's the theremin? It's the future. Throw a theremin in there. <laughs> but they have Rinse a whole space. crowd for the beginning, and everybody's going wild. But then they shut it down because this is a really clever way. We to don't deal want to pay with... the extras yes. the whole time, right? It's right. a clever way of dealing with the logistics of having a lot of people. It's great because mm-hmm. it's holodeck. They're like, just turn them off. <laughs> just, just turn them disappear. off. Another wow. logical decision. Just turn. Yeah. Like, we don't want that random element there. Turn it right. off. And then they bring it back for an emotional reason. Right. Damn. It's, it's Kevin, smart. you were right. 100%. No one could ever say you were wrong. All right. This that's is... only like four four instances of my point. So I got 32 left. 32 more. <laughs> I asked for 32, but as long as you get to four, you pass. I'm that <laughs> <Okay>. type of teacher. <laughs> he tried. A... So, the logicians start, like, fucking stomping the yeah. Niners. They're like, cranking destroying them. As they would. Like, any pitch that any human could throw. Like, the fastest pitch ever thrown, I think, is, like, 101. Like, ever. And that's, like, a professional, seasoned baseball player. These Vulcans I don't think are Sis- throwing, like, 400-mile-per-hour pitches Yeah. And shit. I'm pretty sure Jake Sisko could probably get, like, maybe upper 70s, maybe low 80s on a good day. Like... There's no way that the Vulcans aren't hitting that every single time, dude. Unless he's got some nasty fucking curve or some shit. <laughs> well, I mean, the Vulcans would never use a curveball. It's no, illogical. It's too illogical. <laughs> Why would you curve it? Just the straight, the fastest distance between two points is a straight line. Just throw a fastball every time. What's exactly. He he's curving the ball. <laughs> this How makes is he no sense. <laughs> like robots. How is he doing that? <laughs> it's an anime now. It's a fucking sports anime. <laughs> it just zooms in and it's one of them Does thinking. zoom in oh with God. all the action lines around the Vulcan's <laughs> yeah. face. What? What? Shocked sweat mark on his face. What? Sorok Sir- 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 Loftus like, tsuh. 
I applied a slight curve to the ball. <laughs> he explains it. He explains what a curveball is. You say fucking, run starts playing. Fucking cl- close up on O'Brien's face in the. He's oh, using that curveball technique. I didn't know he would break it out so early. His father's patented curveball technique. So this guy's like, in the other bench going, huh, he's beginning to believe. <laughs> There's so many, like, videos making fun of that that, like, when you actually read or watch, like, a sports manga or anime, you're like, yeah. damn, this is dead the fuck it's on. Dead it's dead on. It's the exact yeah. same thing. It's dead on. I, I fucking love sports anime. <laughs> like, I read Slam Dunk, which is, like, a basketball manga about, like, an idiot, like, punk loser who get, joins a basketball team to get a girl to have sex with him. <laughs> Because she's just obsessed with basketball, and like nice. it's literally like, huh, what's this technique he's using? Oh my god, he's passing the ball! I thought he was about to shoot. <laughs> it's like how do you like deconstruct basketball, right? Like, pretty simple. He's like, oh, his and, super technique, the right. p- the fourth angle dunk, and that is how he got his name, the God of Passing. Yeah, <laughs> something gets lost in the translation. There is like. Like the video of the kids doing the sport, the basketball sports anime. They say the the god of handle, the handle god, because he can yeah. handle the ball. He can handle. That's the ball. literally in Slam Dunk. The oh handle god. god. Kevin knew. Kevin fucking knew. He didn't even read it. He knew. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> anyway, I've I've animated from time to time. I've I've dabbled in the anime. Um. In the in the fifth inning, after like scoring absolutely nothing and getting like no strikes on the Vulcans, uh, Kira ends up on second base. She gets a double, and which is crazy because she runs like really slow. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> she could have had like a triple, dude. She could have like inside the park home run if she would have run a little bit faster. Um, <laughs> so there's two outs and Worf's up to bat. I I just want to say. Who who among us isn't guilty of lingering too long at second base? True. It's true. It's, it's tough true. to know when to go to third. When <laughs> like, should I go to third? If you try steal third too early, you're out of the game. No, you can't be going. I mean, yeah. You gotta get the signal from the coach to go. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta know the signal. Um, but, like, Worf ends up with, like, two strikes and two balls... Or three balls. Full count. Who knows three balls, how many balls strikes. this guy's got. I mean, probably and like eight <laughs> at this point. It's like 20 balls. Who knows? And uh, had like 30 goddamn balls. He's <laughs> he ready like 30 to, goddamn dicks. He's ready to like knock it out the park, right? And uh, it goes by him again. He thinks it's a ball. He starts running and Odo yeah. calls strike three. Yeah. More fucking loses it. It's great. Yeah. Like, it's so great that... What are you like, doing? Well, were you not looking? It didn't even touch the base. What, dude, and then Cisco comes out and he's like, what, were you regenerating? <laughs> it's like the trash talking like in Star Trek world, dude. It's fucking amazingly clever it's that so like they great. were like, let's just have them like argue with Odo because that's what they do in baseball, right? You get kicked yeah. out of the game. And like, he, he pokes Odo in the chest and Odo is yeah. like psyched. He's like, yeah, he's ready. I know this rule. Yeah, he recites the rule. <laughs> He's, he recites the rule, the and he's like, look it up, but do it from the stands. And you're like, ah! You're out of here! Fucking throw him out. 
<laughs> Cisco like walks off pissed with his tail between his legs. Like, God, dude, I love it. It's so baseball. God, it's, I love baseball. It's so good because like you know there are some intense arguments and like Cisco does his like Shakespeare shouting all the time, but yeah. that is like the most like heated fucking little action scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. DS9. He he stops being like Shakespearean Cisco in yeah. this episode and becomes like baseball man Cisco and yeah. everything he says and does is like a baseball movie cliche yeah. <laughs> it's great it's so, it's so great. good I so love, he gets dude. thrown out of the fucking game ends up in the stands next to Rom who he threw out of the game it's just him and Rom and I love when Rom is like cheering for something and then he looks over and they like, kind of look at each other in the stands and then Rom like moves like two feet over <laughs> like farther away from him it's so like he's like a beaten dog dude he's such like a wimp he's like just a little wimpy like feel cutie bad for him you're like yeah. fucking He's he's like love, he really is like a sad puppy. You yeah, feel bad. Yeah. I love that Rom doesn't know how to clap. He claps he, like the they, how they clap. They oh, clap like that. That's how Ferengi. Clap. Yeah, that's how yeah, they clap. That's how Ferengi clap. Yeah, okay. they clap like with their hand on their palm, like their top yeah. of their hand. They do that, and they also like clap uh, like the base of their wrists together. Yeah, they like hit their wrists together, right? Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but they're aliens. It's fine. Yeah, they grew up on yeah. like a mud bog. Who knows what they're what they're why they clap like that? The, <laughs> I fucking live on Ferenginar now in fucking Pittsburgh. It rains every day here, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh man, oh man. But uh, the Niners and the Logicians are he, they're at it heatedly. Except the Niners aren't fucking getting anything. It's ten yeah. to nothing at this point, right? Yeah. Like. They're, they scored 10 runs in the first, like, six innings. Which Worth is, like, pretty like, good, actually. Because, oh, like, yeah. man, a Vulcan, it should be, like, 50 to nothing at this point, honestly. They're fighting. I, they're, like, hard against it, right? They're trying to do what they gotta do. Yeah. Worf does, like, a long fucking bomb throw from, <laughs> like, left field to Nog. And it looks to Nog like the Logician's player gets home. Yeah, but he doesn't touch the base. And he runs base. off and get, sits back down because, of course, he got home. He's a Vulcan. Right. But You're getting your ass kicked 10 nothing. Why wouldn't he have touched the base, right? There's this wild moment where every like Nog is standing there, and he looks over at Odo because Odo doesn't say anything. Right. And Odo's just super uncomfortably standing there like, and he's I like, can't tell him. Um. <laughs> he like, clears his throat. <laughs> it's fucking great. Finally, O'Brien goes, he didn't touch home. Yeah. And he's like, is what that true? He asks him, he dog asks him, is it true? And then he, that's when he goes, ahem. And he's like, tag him out. But Nog doesn't know which player it was, because all Vulcans look the same, all right? <laughs> and so he runs over and starts tapping each of them. And he finally yeah. gets to almost the one, because he's taking so long. Even Jake is like, Nog! Come on, Nog! Out. Yeah, come on. Just tag him out already. And the Vulcan runs, but Nog yeah. tosses it home to Jake just in time for them to get him out. Yeah, they finally out. did it. They Jake did it. Jake and Nog. Jake and Jake Nog. Jake and Nog. And uh, Cisco and Rom are, like, psyched. And that's yeah. when Cisco says the line that Josh mentioned earlier, that that's what he loves about the game. You never know what's going to happen next. Yeah. yeah. And it's and, like, they're finally having fun, right? This is another one for your thesis, Kevin. Like, mm -hmm. he's not strategizing, he's not planning 
on how to win. He's just like, oh, this is a game. It's fun. Baseball's yeah, fun. It's Rom who really cements that for him. Because he, yeah. he says that, and he looks over at Rom, and he says, yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, and he yeah, says, you know what? Yeah, what does he say? He's like, he's like, Rom, come over here. <laughs> and, yeah, follow and Rom's me. like, oh, uh, brother. He's like, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. I, I think and he gives him a uniform. I think that also, like, speaks to, like, when you, I guess, play sports or make a thing, sometimes you Or can, play music, yeah. Or play music, or yeah. make podcasts, or make video games, sure. or whatever. Sometimes you can kind of lose sight of the fact that w- what you're doing is pretty cool. Like, it's still work, but, like, yeah. you, you gotta sit in the yeah, It's supposed sometimes. to be fun, as well. Right. The reason you're, why you started doing it is because it was fun to you. Right. Yeah, you're not living in the moment. You're living in, like, the, I gotta do this, which is, like, not a good headspace, right? For anything. No. Yeah. To and live in the moment is to be zen and to, like, you're not, to not think. You don't, the goal is to not think, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's a, that's a moment of um, Cisco not thinking. He's just like, that was right. cool, and I love my son. <laughs> right. This was this is super fun. I love baseball. I love <laughs> I love it. Like it doesn't matter that we're playing a racist Vulcan who <laughs> thinks that humans are fucking inferior species, which is we're super racist. Fun. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like Jake Jake is about to go up to hit, but like there's this like heart swelling moment. The audience's heart swells because Rom shows up in his uniform. Aww. Like Cisco's like, oh, you're going to have to have a pinch hitter in for Jake. And O'Brien's like, who? And Rom shows up, and O'Brien has this big smile on his tiny little face yeah. when he sees him. Yeah. Rom goes up to hit, and he fucks it twice. And everybody's yep. like, oh, Rom, you can do it. You and Lita's it. like, it's okay, Rom. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, your wife's telling you, like, oh, dude, it's over, This is man. even worse. This is yeah. making it worse. Yeah, you're not helping Lita. <laughs> And they're trying to get him to bunt. They're, like, doing the signal. Like, fucking Rom's gonna know what the signal is, right? Right, right. <laughs> Do they know the signal? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You just learned this yesterday, O'Brien. Yeah. What do you doing? You do? memorized some signals already? It's crazy. Yeah, I like how the bunt comes back, because that's one of the things they're talking about in the beginning, right? It's like Chekhov's bunt. Yeah, they're like, what's a, what's bunt? a bunt? Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes and back. He, he also, like, sort of, he's holding his bat. Oh, what? Oh, the oh, Fancy Dan. Yeah, Fancy Dan comes back as well. Oh yeah, that does. Come when Esri makes a catch, uh, Bashir calls her a fancy Dan. I think yeah. that's like a, a call, like a reference to Bo Jackson too, because Bo Jackson did some wall running and like in the eighties when Bo Jackson was like unstoppable, and people were like, like no one had ever seen it before. They were like, "What the fuck is this guy?" You know, I think no, it's I think Ronald, Dan. I think Ronald <laughs> Reagan was at the game. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's in it's in that Bo Jackson uh, thirty for thirty where they basically are like yeah Bo Jackson is like a fucking uh, uh, a folk hero like he's he's not a real human being <laughs> it's awesome it's really cool uh, so basically he bunts by accident he's just holding the bat as close to him as he can because he's like yeah. what the hell are you talking about and he can't he, he doesn't know what they're saying because like bunt to him means like nothing. <laughs> His universal Brunt? translator is probably like garbling. He's like, "What is? Brunt? What are they saying?" Brunt's here. Is that Brunt? what you're saying? Brunt, <laughs> dude. That'd be great if it's me, Brunt. I'm playing on the team, Brunt. <laughs> I put all my latinum on the Niners. My like, cousin Brunt has a moon. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, like everybody fucking loses their shit when he bunts. 
and Nog is running home, and they're all like, Rob, run! 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 Go! Yeah. Yeah. Nog (laughs) makes it home, and they make one point. One run. And they all rush the field and lift him into the air. Dude, so great. Dude, that's the best fucking... That, like, every story I love is like that. Yeah, we got fucked up really bad, but we did one thing out of spite, and that's the most. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> it's like it's like the natural. It's like all those great baseball movies where, like, in the end, like the team wins, right? Like the Naturals, super famous, uh, fucking major league, right? They win in yeah. the end. But this one, they like get their ass. Yeah, beat. it's like Rocky won. Right? Yeah, yeah, like Rocky, he yeah. made it. Yeah, and like we see the real Solok this time. Or he yeah. runs up to Odo and he starts screaming at him, and he's but like, he grabs his shoulder. Yeah, he's like, the game is not over. And Odo does his big shit-eating grin and says, "Yeah, <laughs> so good, <laughs> fucking great, dude." And they all, I guess, they finish the game, or else they just leave. What I guess they're just done, right? I, I kind of feel like they maybe they play the rest of it, but you don't really know. It doesn't really matter for us. It doesn't really matter for the story. They just yeah. they go back to Quarks and they have beers and they're all excited and yeah. cheering. And uh, Cisco apologizes to Rom and Lita's like making out with him in front of everybody, including she's, his son. Dude, she's like giving him umonks like straight up at the table. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my god. They're all yeah. looking away with their hands up. Yeah. Uh, Except for like Nog. This. Nog stares straight on. He's like, yeah, dad, get it. <laughs> A thousand yard stare. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the war. <laughs> like, he's just pretending yeah. he doesn't see it. He's like, oh god. <laughs> I like the idea that he's just creepily into it. Oh like, no! <laughs> He makes them uncomfortable. He now what kind of anime are we watching? Like, this yeah, is a different yeah. anime, dude. <laughs> um, but, like, Solak is pissed. He's like, you're trying to manufacture triumph where none exists. And yeah. they're all like, to manufacture triumph! Yeah, Woo! they reverse psychology him. And he gets a little pissed, and they all start pointing it out. Oh, you're so yeah. emotional. You're sounds, all so emotional. Sounds like a little bitterness. And he's like, he's like getting more fucking pissed off. And then he says that it's a human response, and then they all start pointing out that they're not human. Right. Then he starts crying, and he runs into the women's bathroom, and everyone's like, uh, should we tell him? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a federation. There ain't no women's bathrooms. It's all unisex, baby. Yeah. Damn. Like, future fuck rules. it. Future rules. Kira, Fart next Kira to a lady. Be a man. Huh? Fart next to a lady. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be emblazoned on all of our merchandise. That's what's in Latin on the seal of the Federation. <laughs> Fart next to a lady, be a man. There's your tattoo, Josh. There it is. Fuck, what was it? Green blood, green green bud. That's what it was. Yeah, green, green, bu- blood, green blood, green, green bud. bud. Uh, Kira gives Cisco a brand new baseball that's signed by every player on the team, and Aww. he gives it to Salak, and he's like, "Would you like to sign it?" And everybody <laughs> fucking loses it. What's crazy is in like an outtake, he writes, "Have a great summer, stay cool, <laughs> never change." <laughs> the only the only thing I'm disappointed about by that really cute baseball shot at the end is that Worf just signs his Worf and not Worf son of Moog. Like, what if there's another Worf yeah. on the team? Like, there could be. 
He's going to be confused as to which wharf it was. Oh, man. Oh, here's a here's a weird John Larroquette weird fact of the week. What? How this, interesting? This episode was apparently based heavily on an episode of the TV show Fame. I think uh, we all remember that television show. Sure. Uh, the for, uh, fourth episode entitled The Old Ball Game, and it was written by Iris Stephen Bear, who oh. writes a ton of DS9. Well... That's cool. It works better, I'm going to say, now, having never seen that episode of Fame. I think having the anachronism of this game, because baseball is, like, even now, is, like, super fucking old. It's, like, considered old-timey. But having it be, like, in the space future, I think it's, like, perfect. Like, there's something about it oh, that yeah. just works. Apparently, like, several scenes in this episode are taken directly from that episode of Fame. Like, Nog not being sure which player to tag, or Mom's fluke bunt at the end happens. Damn, I guess you can't steal from yourself, right? Although, apparently, it happens to a woman and not a Ferengi, and that's why she doesn't know how to play baseball. Oh, she's a woman. Right. Yeah, hey, fuck fame. This episode's a million times better. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's way I, better. I had a thought as we were talking about uh, other TV shows, and I was like, has Frasier ever been on Star Trek? And apparently... Yes. yes, he has. Apparently he was on one episode of Voyager. No, he's in, no, uh, he's in TNG. He's, he's Captain... TNG. Yeah. Is he? He's a captain. He has a beard. He's what? from the past. He gets It's the time loop episode where they're stuck oh in that God, time loop. Oh my God, you're right. Oh my um, God, yeah. He, there was also like a Frasier crossover, like a Frasier joke episode thing where they were on the set of Star Trek and they were really? all dressed as Star Trek characters. What, what the fuck? I think he really likes Star Trek. I think he's like a fan. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, Kelsey Grammer's kind of weird. He's kind of a, he's kind of a crazy Republican, but also yeah, he's rich. He's rich and white, and he's yeah. old. Yeah, but he made uh, it. But a I I don't know if he was always crazy Republican. I, I feel like maybe he wasn't. I think to play Frazier, you kind of have to not be to kind of get the jokes, right? Maybe I mean, maybe he is. Well, maybe he, he didn't get the jokes. You know, maybe Leslie didn't. Nielsen didn't understand why any of the movies he were in he was in was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because like, he was like 107. Well, that's like a, that's like the craziest thing I ever learned about him is like he's in all these comedies like Naked Gun and like yeah. all this other shit and like apparently he has no sense of humor <laughs> like he doesn't get what's funny about he's what like, he's doing he's ever. like Chevy he Chase just does it he does it completely straight and it's yeah. funny because he does it completely straight yeah that's crazy a comedy <laughs> genius who knows nothing about comedy. <laughs> I mean I feel like we can all relate to that like <laughs> yeah like, not. Not knowing why. That none of us know of anything about comedy? No. That's yes. Like, yes. No, that's precisely that. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes, like, like, uh, I always, I always, like, talk about, like, my family. Like, I'll be down there and I'm, like, thinking I'm, like, hitting home runs, right? Like, I'm, I'm belting out, like, some funny jokes and my family's just, like, they could give a fuck, right? Like, they don't right. give a shit. And then I'll say, like, some stupid ass thing and they'll be like, ah, they'll, like, think it's really funny and you're like, and you're like, that? Really? That's the one. Yeah. That's the one that's you pretty thought. Much, that's pretty much my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. People yeah, have paid the- to watch me make jokes, and you guys are giving me nothing. And then I say one stupid thing, and you think it's great. Ah, fuck it. I don't know. You guys want to come over to it's my place for Thanksgiving world. this year? Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> what do we you have? Tofurky? No, regular fucking meat. Just come on. Real ass turkey. Look, it's the future. You can't eat an animal. That's true. 
<laughs> nah, they just like replicate the cells. Yeah, replicate meat, a turkey. Meat on a rack, dude. I'll eat rack meat. I don't care. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck I it. want when people are like, ah, oh, gross, like fake meat. Ew. I'm like, fucking make fake meat taste like meat. I want that. Yeah, I want do it. that real bad. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Like we're. It's gonna happen if we survive. <laughs> I mean, I love the shit out of some tofu. When it's just tofu flavored. Yeah, just, tofu's alright. Tofu's okay. You guys a- ever had the Impossible Whopper this episode? No! Sponsored by Burger King? I was gonna say, this episode sponsored by Burger King, Impossible Whopper. I, I, I want to try it, because I've never had it yet. The Impossible Whopper? Better than a regular Whopper. Like, a lot. Oh, for real? Like I just had better. a regular... Dude, I had a bacon Whopper the other day, and I was like, I'm, I can't eat. I was like, I can't do this. I'm gonna die. I was like, this is gonna kill me. That's the thing, is like, a Whopper doesn't have a whole lot of flavor to it but they've put all these spices and shit in the veggie patty to make it Ooh. taste more meaty so it just tastes better they well, prepared it better i'll have to go try the impossible whopper by burger king after this <laughs> yeah you know what i think after this episode all of our listeners should head on over to their nearest burger king and use special code m class podcast to get one free impossible whopper <laughs> be like to try it I, I think i got a veggie burger in the freezer <laughs> Oh, get a girl with that guy. Kevin. What? Why have Kevin, that when you, you are... can have the Impossible Whopper by Burger King? <laughs> Kevin, you are fucking our sponsorship right up right yeah, now. Yeah, it just, I don't want to. I don't want to fucking talk trash, but it seems very possible. Like it, it exists in a couple places. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could like try to spice up your boring fucking veggie burger. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to spice it as well as Burger King not National as, Interchain Food Network. Not as well as the chefs at Burger King. <laughs> Will they put an egg on it? Because I'm going to put an egg on mine. <gasps> Motherfucker, this guy. Gonna put a, this gonna dude put puts fucking, eggs on everything. A night egg on a fucking veggie burger. This fucking night egg on it. Damn, This dude fuck. fucking fires eggs out of his goddamn body on the shit like bam uh, that's got an egg on it now it's almost ramen egg season and and hot sauce like it's oh, not oh, cold yeah, enough dude. yet but it's gonna get there hard and i'm gonna be eating that ramen with an egg in it the Hell thing yeah. is nobody's ever told me that they put an egg on something and i haven't been like i, I gotta don't try it that. yeah <laughs> someone says i put an egg on this you've never been like that sounds gross you're like oh no, yeah no i want like, that oh egg yeah Hell. yes it's biological. It's in our genes, dude. Because like we shirt. would we would find eggs in the in like the, the nature, and it would be like a treat. I'm telling <laughs> that's, you, that's, uh, yeah, like it's in true. The that, yeah. That's a good shirt, though. Like plain text that says "Oh, egg, yes." <laughs> like periods between them. Oh, oh egg, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a fucking typography shirt. It's got dude. Yeah. We're gonna fucking lose the rights to that shirt to CVS too. <laughs> oh, egg. It's gonna be like our live, laugh, love. Like each one is a different font, right? (laughs) Oh, hey, yes. I have no merchandise for like any of my shit, but now I desperately need a shirt that says Night Egg on it. And like, yeah, dude, why are you not doing this? You could sell, hell yeah, fuck yeah, dude, dude. You you got it's got to be in like a real sexy font. Yeah, like eighties, like. Like gunship font, night yeah, egg. Yeah, fucking chromed out, yeah. night egg. Like uh, or, fucking Terminator uh, or it looks font. Looks like neon, like a neon sign. It's yes. like, oh hell yeah, yeah. Fuck uh, yeah. 
Oh, here's the John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you, for real. Oh, sweet. In the final scene at Quark's where everybody's, like, celebrating and stuff, Michael Dorn and Rene Auberginois, Worf and Odo, mm-hmm. are body doubles. They're not there. Oh, the they have, like, weren't there. <laughs> like, other shit to do. <laughs> I guess. That's fucking funny. What are they doing? Is it past their bedtime? They're filming it late at night? Gotta go to sleep? Wake up? Fucking, I can't be there tonight. I gotta... Why are you guys doing this at at night? Anyway, I don't understand. <laughs> Me and Renee yeah. have to go watch the Lakers. Yeah, what do you need Michael Dorn for when you have Dykel Morn or whatever? Dykel Morn and Dykel Morn <laughs> and Benet Rabugini. <laughs> Rabugini. Got him. He's he's not the real one. He's the fake one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) he's not the real guy. Do you guys do you guys have any more thoughts about this episode? Yo, this episode rules, man. I love this fucking episode. I straight up almost. Like I watched this episode through, took my notes on it, and I was like, I kind of want to watch it again. Watch it again, yeah, right? I, I watched the scene at the beginning where Worf says, "We will destroy them," like yeah. three <laughs> times. It's, dude, it's so good. Death to the enemy. Death, Death to the opposition. opposition. That's what it is, dude. Fuck yeah. Oh, hashtag shit. manufactured triumph. Yeah, dude, hell yeah. Get that hashtag going. Manufactured triumph. Fuck yeah. yeah. I love it. It's, this episode is everything great about Star Trek and everything great about the goofy Federation. It's a episode about baseball, but man, it really does embody Star Trek ideals it in does, a pretty big way. It does something magical, like only like an 80s or 90s baseball movie could, but also it's Star Trek, so it's like two things that I fucking love. So it's even better? Yeah, I love it. Fuck yeah, this episode is great. Everybody, like Kevin said, everybody is on their A-game in this yeah. episode. Like, everyone is playing yep. their characters exactly how the audience is going to love them. Yep. Yep. I love them. They're my friends. Sometimes they're my only friends. <laughs> I feel that way sometimes. <laughs> you always got your old friend Kevin. Kevin! You always got that Kevin. You mean Thank Kevin you. Minor, the guy that subbed in for Michael Dorn? <laughs> <laughs> that are you telling me his name isn't dykelmorn i would never take that away from me okay so i really need this right now jeff really this one's for me jeff (laughs) things aren't going so good i really need this pick me up right now just let me name the guy dykels in the wild (laughs) this this episode is one of those episodes that's so good that we sort of, like, blew through it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this is kind of going to be a shorter episode, which sucks, because we got the world-famous Kevin Cole on this episode. Ooh. Yeah, thanks for that's being cool. here, Kevin. I missed you. I missed you, too, man. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, I mean, I kind of talked to you, welcome. like, two days ago, but, like, only sort of. Yeah, kind of a little bit. We were we were, well, we were were working. This is fun time for Kevin. <laughs> this, is, this is not work. Yeah, this is not work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Kevin, if people wanted to find you on the internet or they wanted to know what you do, what what, what is your credentials, sir? <laughs> uh, Please share them. My name is Kevin. Uh, I'm on a show called Pretend Friends with Josh, where 
we play an RPG called Space Kings. Um, that you Space invented with, with Hadley. Yeah, it's a thing I invented with my friends. Uh, Hadley, who's, al- who's also on season two of Pretend Friends, uh, uh, helped me write the book of uh, Space Kings, and we're going to kickstart it this month. Uh, I don't know what? when this episode's going out, but... If well, it's this episode like, will be up next week. Okay. So. One so week from today. So you're going to have to wait, like, a, a week and a couple days. If it's, like, the Well, they're not, they're not waiting a week. Oh, wait. Oh, you're doing the math in your head. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm oh, doing, shit. I'm time. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Never mind. Don't listen to me. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, if it's late October or, or early November, go over to my Twitter account. I'm Twitter, uh, at RealKevinCole. Or you can go to the Space Kings website called SpaceKings.space if you wanna if you wanna help me make a really cool book and there'll be a big announcement and I hope it works because I need money yay that's Kevin. Woo! We all do to live because this world is suffering. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us ramble about our absolute favorite things. And if you'd like to be a part of the orgiastic ear party along with us. Then you can send us in an email for our other program at mclassemail at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Fuck yeah, dude. I'd like to give a very special thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. Woo! Hell yeah. Fucking rules, and I love that guy. His, he's on he's Spotify so, now. Did you know he that? He is. He is on Spotify. Yeah. You should check it out. Follow him on Spotify. On Spotify. Do it. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back in two weeks with more M Class goodness. Two Bye. weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
I'm mentally ill.